Pushkin. Small business owners, this one's for you. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you, who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A. member, FDIC. Copyright 2024, J.P. Morgan, Chase & Co. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey, listeners, this special episode of the show was produced with support from Walmart. This is Solvable. I'm Ronald Young Jr. Climate challenges are pressing down with more urgency than ever before. In order to hold temperature increases back one and a half or two degrees to meet the temperature targets set in Paris at the Paris Climate Accords, we have until 2030 to cut emissions in half. Climate experts say that'll be tough but it might stave off complete disaster. That kind of hard truth can feel crushing, which is exactly why we need to work actively, keep talking, reflecting, and solving the greatest problem we've ever faced on a global scale. Here at Pushkin, we're lucky enough to have one of the best minds around when it comes to making observations and looking to the future, Malcolm Gladwell. So today, we have a solvable episode that is a little out of the ordinary, and I know you guys are used to hearing things out of the ordinary in this time period we've been in. But Malcolm and I talk together and pursue a few thought experiments about where we might be headed and who could take us there. We discuss the power of the people and the power of businesses to bring real and rapid change. And even with a topic as heavy as this ever-growing global catastrophe, somehow there's a lot of laughter in this episode, too. Here's our conversation. Mr. Gladwell. Yes. Welcome back to Solvable. How does it feel to be back? I, I, you're making it feel like I went, you know, to a country far away on a mission that took me away from friends and family for many years. I've finally <laughs> well, been released from <laughs> But uh, the point is, it does feel, it feels good to be back. Yeah. That's great. I'm sure some listeners were were very surprised to wake up one day and have me on. They were like, "Wait a minute, that's not no, Malcolm. no, we're very similar. <laughs> we're very similar. 
People often yeah. get us confused. Oftentimes um, in the street, everyone says that. Hey, didn't you write Blink? I think listeners are happy that they got an upgrade. That's, <laughs> oh, that's, that's yeah. very kind of you to say. Very <laughs> kind of you to say. Uh, so I, you know, I recently listened to one of your uh, episodes of Revisionist History, and it's the one where you're riding around in the Waymo, those electric vehicles that are autonomous in Phoenix. Oh yeah. And I remember one of the things that that struck me there was how effective it'll be actually stopping climate change. Do you consider that? Or do you think that we're kind of just, hey, this is cool. We're an electric car. Like, this is like, you know, this is the future. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but I'm a, I'm a car guy. Really? Yeah, yeah. Car, I care all more about cars than almost anything else. Oh. Um, so I've been watching this very closely. What's interesting is the the change over to electric cars is happening way quicker than people thought. Like, mm-hmm. It's been in the background for 10 years, whatever, mm-hmm. more. But, you know, right now, electric cars make up maybe 1% of global fleet. I mean, it's tiny. But all of a sudden, it's possible to see three years out and to imagine that that number would be 20% or 25%. Wow. Uh, maybe I'm being a bit aggressive. But there are a whole lot of people who don't believe they will ever buy a gasoline-powered car again. I recently bought a new car, and I absolutely bought a hybrid. And I, and as I was driving it, I'm like, yeah, the next one I probably will get will probably be electric. Mm-hmm. I know I'm probably never going to get a Tesla. But I'm telling you, if one of the Don't major car companies— Don't say that. <laughs> really. There could be a Tesla in your future. <laughs> Those guys are cool with their with their insane mode and all that stuff that go—the bells and Ludicrous. whistles that come with that. Ludicrous. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Ludicrous mode, yeah. But no, I'm, I'm I'm sitting there thinking about it, and I'm just like, I I know that there's going to be a point in the future where I get, you know, probably an all electric car. About we haven't seen the Model T Ford point yet, mm-hmm. where it's just like, here it is. Everybody can afford it. Everybody goes get one, and we just you know easily make the switch. Yeah, there's been this really interesting evolution in what people think of as their responsibility. What part should we play in addressing this ongoing crisis? And a lot of that has to do with our perception of what the crisis is. You know, Mm -hmm. there was, I think there was weirdly a lot more fatalism about climate change. Yeah. You know, what what are you going to do if it's driven by fossil fuel use and you look around and you literally can't do anything, can't heat your home, can't drive to work, can't fly to visit your parents, without burning fossil fuels, then, yeah. you know, what do you do? You just sort of shrug and say, it's inevitable, it's coming. But now yeah. I feel like there's been a kind of shift in that thinking. The inevitability that I feel now is that we have to change. That's like, I feel like, so for me, like if we just, and, and I know I'll keep using the example of the electric car, but for me, it'll always be, I know eventually I'm going to get an electric car. So that, that feels in, uh, inevitable to me. But when you talk about the shift, what do you mean? One of the most important is the number of people who are taking steps to do something about climate change is growing and the kinds of people is changing. So you had a situation 25 years ago where it was, you know, my dad, who was a huge environmentalist in the 70s. And, you know, he would do things like chop down wood with an axe and not a chainsaw because <laughs> he didn't want to use gasoline. Um, okay. And I, as I, in one of, my, uh, one of my podcasts, I talked about how my mom didn't want to use the dryer because it used too much energy. So she would hang her clothes outside, even in the middle of, win- of a Canadian winter. 
that was kind of phase one. It was like weirdos, like my parents doing quirky things. But, you know, you're never going to get anywhere with Joyce and Graham Gladwell, you know, <laughs> cutting down trees with axes and hanging their clothes outside. But if it's, if it's no longer individual, if it's no longer weirdos in rural Ontario and it's companies, large corporations or governments, then you begin to say, oh, okay, a car company is willing to invest $10 billion in building a fleet of electric vehicles like General Motors is doing right now. Mm -hmm. Then you say, oh, okay, that that's different. Yeah. When I think about my own circle and I think about my own area of influence, my parents, Ronald Sr. and Peggy Lee, you know, for a while I was like, y'all got to recycle. Y'all aren't recycling. Get in there, recycle. Why aren't you recycling? My dad's like, son, the recycling isn't even. And I'm like, no, you got to recycle. And I'm just like, so they start recycling and then the recycle truck would barely show up. They wouldn't show up on time. So I felt like I failed when it came to converting one set of people. And at the time, you know, the focus was individual responsibility. So here I am trying to convert as many individuals as possible. But now we've shifted into more urgency. We've, we need to address this on a larger scale. Like we need military level, national level, corporate level. We need bigger involvement in order to actually make the changes that we want to see. Yeah, yeah. During the Trump administration, there was a hearing on Capitol Hill where a very senior Pentagon official uh, testified before Congress but how there were so many military bases that were, you know, near water and they had so many valuable things that were vulnerable to rising seas or even to flooding or all those kinds of things mm -hmm. that they were undergoing to study. They had to kind of like reconfigure all these military bases around the world. So you had like a senior hardcore military guy talking about climate change, not in this kind of ideological way, mm. but in a kind of like, I got a, you know, a nuclear-tipped warhead that I really don't want that thing submerged in water <laughs> next time there's a hurricane. <laughs> like, that yeah. was, I remember listening to that and thinking, man, that's different. That's, yeah. that's a whole new conversation. Yeah. There's also this idea that, you know, we've been talking about the problem for a long time. Mm -hmm. And there's a point at which talking about the problem repeatedly I think, starts to backfire. Um, climate change is a word about our global warming. We're words about the problem. And I, I think what's happening, you know, that's really encouraging me, is that now people are talking much more about solutions. Yeah. And, and, and I, I love that you, uh, you're you plugging solvable, unsolvable, because that is what we do here. We talk solutions. We actually talked with Rachel Stroer on an episode of Solvable, and we talked about regenerative agriculture and specifically about using perennials over annuals because perennials come back every year. They're harder to kill, um, and they you don't deplete the soil in the ways that you do when you use annuals. So thinking forward to the future, how can we use regenerative concepts to think bigger about addressing climate change? Yeah. Yeah, well, the, the concept of regeneration, as it's used in agriculture, think beyond, you know, the growing season that's right in front of you. You can also use that same concept in terms of how businesses operate. For example, I, d I did a, an episode of Revisionist History this year on cold water tide, went out to Procter & Gamble. They had a, a massive audit that they did of their carbon footprint, producing tide and really a carbon footprint of uh, a load of laundry, and tried to figure out what are all the 
components that go into the environmental consequences of doing your laundry. You know, everyone, I didn't realize this, it used to be when you bought Tide Pods, they came in a hard plastic container. Now more and more, they're in soft plastic bags. Yep. They ran the numbers and they thought, they realized, oh, the carbon footprint of putting it in a plastic bag is a lot lower than in a hard plastic tub. And every one of the plants that produce Tide is powered by wind energy because they realize, oh, our manufacturing plants are in places where, you know, wind energy and other sources of renewable power can do the trick. That kind of, that's regeneration. They're thinking about building a process of making your tie that you do your laundry with that is sustainable. That's the same kind of principle that we were talking about earlier in agriculture. What's really interesting is just how many corporations are engaging in that kind of very focused analysis of all of the steps that go into what they do. I I mean, it sounds very optimistic. I mean, I, and I think it sounds like we can, maybe we can count on some corporations. You're I feel like a, the part of such, me this that's- This is hard for you, Ron. You're such a, <laughs> you're such a, like an old school, like, what, you, you're going to like, you're going to take your placard and go and pick it somewhere after this is over. Yeah. Like, Come on, man. This- I, don't, I don't like how you saw that. You you saw that happening in me as I was attempting to you, respond you, to you. You but can't it's like- even. Hilarious. I <laughs> No, I, our corporations are run by people like you and me. I mean, like by people yeah. who are who are also simultaneously citizens of the world who. Yeah. Who drive home in a terrible rainstorm and who, you know, who go who like observe around them all the same things yeah. we're observing. So it's not surprising to me that they take those same ideas and impressions to their office. Yes. I mean, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier, which is the the nature of our understanding of the problem has changed. You know, it's yeah. not this, it used to be this kind of abstraction. And now we're understanding that, no, 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 it's, it's making everything weird. Yeah. And sort of scary. And that's, we can't know, we can't, you can't hide from it by moving to Northern Canada again. I say that as a Canadian. That's always my my backup plan. Is always to go home. Uh, there, there's gratification in knowing that corporations now do have instructions on how to move forward. But there's still, I, I still feel some uh, some some sense of the kids say saltiness now when it when it thinks of like what it took to actually get corporations to change. But I am excited that they are changing. That yeah. that, that is helpful. Yeah. The other limiting factor on corporate involvement in a lot of this is technology. So if you think about the airlines, for the longest time, I am sure there were many people who were involved in the senior leadership of airlines who recognized the incredible contribution airlines make to climate change. But Mm -hmm. their question is, well, what is our, what choice do we have? There's Mm -hmm. no, you know, we're, we've put 60 years or no more than that, you know, 75 years of research into the jet engine, I don't mm-hmm. have an alternative that I can turn to. And what's interesting yeah. is you're finally starting to see real a real conversation about what a technological alternative to a, to a jet engine might be. You know, mm-hmm. could it be hydrogen? Could, is it possible to fly electric planes? Maybe not Maybe not commercial airliners, but like small. I'll tell planes. you, I'm not, I'm not going to be the first. <laughs> Don't say that. 
That's exactly the kind of thing that discourages them. You should be saying, Ron, and if you do a plane that doesn't have a conventional jet engine, I will be the first. Here's here's my number. Call me. (laughs) Look, Malcolm, if you want to get on first, I'm like, I like. There's just something about being first. Anything that I'm just like, I'll, I'll I'll be second. I will totally be first. I love that. I, I'm 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 all there. Funny, like they're the if you kind of like root around in the kind of popular literature on avi- on aviation right now, people are starting to talk about this. That's a function of the fact that the technology is catching up. That's another sort of exciting difference. I've interviewed many successful people over the years, and one thing I find fascinating is many of them don't consider themselves business savvy. Take the owners of Tight Knit Brewing. They turn to Chase for Business for everything from banking and payment acceptance to credit cards and do all of it in one place with the Chase mobile app. And that's helped these brew-loving friends turn a passion into a business. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours. Chase Mobile App is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A., member FDIC. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers Back on the road fast with Location Telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What do you want to see next uh, from corporations? Like, do you think there are actionable steps? In, in the world of doing, uh, which is what the corporate world is, that notion of whether something, whether there's a case to be made for something, right? They're in the business of making a case for action or inaction. And mm-hmm. so having something concrete to say, this is a direction you can go in. That's also what's sort of new and interesting and exciting about the direction the um, the climate change debate has gone. And unlike those of us who don't work for big corporations, these people can actually do something about it. Yeah. Like, they have power. I mean, yeah. we can talk all day long, but, you know, Malcolm Gladwell and Rundle Young do not have any power. 
But uh, no, no, I mean, mild. I think one of us has a little bit more than <laughs> the other, but you know, whatevs. <laughs> Not real. I mean, but these people have power. I mean, that's what's happening here is the intelligent application of power with the goal of solving this problem. And that's exciting. Malcolm, thank you so much for stopping by and uh, coming back from your long journey away and joining us again here at Solvable. Thank you so much. It's been really fun, Ronald. Malcolm Gladwell is the host of our sister podcast here at Pushkin, Revisionist History. And though I may be asked on the street, he's the actual author of Blink, among many other best-selling books, including my personal favorite, David and Goliath. And if you stay tuned to the Solvable feed, you may hear another conversation between me and him about that book. Our cultural and corporate thinking about climate change may finally be shifting. And that is due in part to the extremely hardworking scholars, activists, and policy experts working on this every day. There's no single solution to climate change. So be sure to check out our past episodes, which explore in much more detail how to address not only regenerative agricultural practices, but also clean water access and wastewater treatment in a conversation with visionary Catherine Coleman Flowers. We have a great episode about coral reef bleaching and marine biodiversity with Sarah Hamlin. Another about innovation and scientific incentivization with Anusha Ansari. One about wildfire management with Eric Apple. Smart transportation with Laura Shule. And a fantastic conversation with longtime climate scholar and activist Bill McKibben. Links to all those solvable episodes can be found in our show notes. Thanks to our sponsors who made this episode possible. And to Pushkin's Royston Reserve for the custom content production. Solvable is produced by Jocelyn Frank. Research by David Ja. Booking by Lisa Dunn. Our managing producer is Sasha Mathias. Our executive producer is Mia LaBelle. Special thanks to Heather Fain, Carly Migliori, Eric Sandler, Maggie Taylor, and Nicole Morano. I'm Ronald Young Jr. Thanks for listening. The tradition of breaking tradition continues with the return of the unconventional awards from T-Mobile for Business at Mobile World Congress. This is an event that celebrates innovators whose bold actions took their industries to new places. If that sounds like you and you're a T-Mobile for Business customer, enter today. If you win, you'll be publicly honored amongst some of the most influential leaders in industry. And me, I'll be there too. Enter now at tmobile.com slash unconventional awards. See you there. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? 
a room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter.